Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Go on, Skip. Go on, Skip. 
No, you want to take a shot at the villain because of my Giants. It's all right. I, this is we talk about Philly. We take a shot at Philly. You know what I mean? Yeah, but listen, if you take a shot, they don't want if they shoot at you. They beat you three times. Go on, Skip. No, I'm not even going to do it, Skip. We're just going to talk about what we need to talk about. <laughs> y'all just stay tuned. That is the website. Y'all already know. Y'all heard me right. Okay? We'll get into it. He won't let me get into my monologue, y'all. But we'll get back to it. Oh, oh come on now. Come on now. Listen, um, you know, I got to have fun with those guys. I, I love having fun with them. But, you know, a lot to talk to, man. Uh you know, listen, we had the Super Bowl. You guys uh, previewed the Super Bowl on the um, on your show on the Timeless Sun- Sunday Brunch. Um, I don't know who you picked. I'm pretty sure you picked the Chiefs to win. Did you, did you pick the Chiefs to win? You have to go listen to it at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time, shameless plug. That's what, that's what the villain likes to say. So you got to check it out. You didn't hear it. Stay tuned to everything we get into. But now, he didn't let me get into my monologue. I'm going to get into the show. Go on, Skip. Don't skip. Hey, look, at fine. Uh, listen, uh, it was a great Super Bowl, probably one of the better Super Bowl games played. Um, came down to the wire. Um, the Eagles t- went down to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs won their second Super Bowl in four years. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP. Um, it was. It, what'd you think about the game? I mean, TP. I, we'll, we'll get into the details, the specifics, and you know, the basically the ramifications of that Super Bowl game. But what did you think about the game? So, the the one thing that bothered me about the game is like Philadelphia's game plan totally derailed from what they did all season long. Their run game was what worked all season long, and they were basically the only success that they were trying to do running was Jalen. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was actually doing well throwing the ball, but, like, uh, if they could actually run a power play or a sweep, they ran one sweep, and that was the first play of the game. They didn't try to get to the perimeter at all running the ball. Instead, they're forcing a lot of the blasts and and leads up the middle into the teeth of the defense, and they knew they had to stop the run. So you're making that balanced offensive attack one-dimensional. I don't know what happened, but – they were still able to score points. That's the one thing I give Philly a ton of credit, that they were able to go out there and score the ball. But I think they could have done better. Um, they had one uh, series that fell short, but it was an excellent shootout. I, I felt like it was. And a lot of people didn't want to hear me, whether it was on the brunch or personally in my life. I said, if this was going to go over, because the over-under was 50, and they were like, no, we're not. It's a setup. Everybody's thinking that it's going to go over. It's going to be under. I'm like, there's no way that they can hide that. They can't hide it at all. And either way you look at it, one of those teams put up 35 or better. So the other team has to score two touchdowns. That's, that's basically 50. Like, that, that was it was a laugher. They gave everybody money if you did that right. So um, other than that, I feel like they did it well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I, I don't even know what to say to applaud you, tip my hat, whatever. But for him to re-injure that ankle and uh, come out there and persevere through that injury, that's a lot. Because when he hurt himself – I thought the whole dynamic of the game would change. When he went to the sideline, they were working on it, and he was screaming bad. And I'm like, this is – I didn't want to see the game end like that. I didn't want to see Kansas City not have a shot. And everybody be like, oh, well, Mahomes didn't finish the game, so now we got to worry right. about this. Whatever drug they gave him, whatever quarter zone shot 2023 that they put in him, it worked because he was able to get a 20-something yard scramble up the middle and pick up a ton of yards too. And it didn't look like he re-injured it at all, so – 
Bravo, Patrick Mahomes, for sucking it up, going out there and actually providing for the team. And basically a statement he said is nothing could have kept them off of the field. I like that. And, and, you know, there's other players that, you know, in yesteryear that were big-name players that didn't play just because of something that was, you know, an injury. I can't take away from it not being an injury. But, then again, they know that they know what's on the line at that given time being a Super Bowl. And Patrick Mahomes didn't want to be one of those players to sit out, i.e., LaDainian Thomas, and you're one that I will never forgive, or Todd Gurley. I mean, I know you're injured. I, I can't take that away from you, but you guys, LaDainian was in the AFC Championship game, and he sat out watching uh, Phillip Rivers play with a torn ACL. This dude is playing football at the quarterback position with a torn ACL, and Todd Gurley watching a young, at this time, Jared Goff, try to lead this team when the play action worked all season long for them, you know, so... Uh, like I said, the stage was set for them, and, and Patrick Mahomes couldn't sit out at that point in time. And I got it. I got to give him a nod of approval. This guy is a real deal right now. And the best question that I like that we've been throwing around the barbershop and other things like that is: Mahomes now the best quarterback in the league? He just might be that right now. All right, best quarterback in the league right now. Yes, right now. Right now, he, he's the best quarterback in the league. Oh, At least that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. I don't know how that's a debate. I don't. I don't know. I mean, what did you? What did you? What was your opinion? No, uh, I mean, with him, with one championship, it's like okay. Let, let's see how many he could amass. So now he's he has two. Um, looking mm-hmm. across the league, I don't think there's too many quarterbacks in the league right now with two. Um, Brady there just is. retired, so he's that. He just he's that guy. You got Aaron Rodgers that has one, and he's not been there since. And I know, and, and I know how karma works for me. I feel like he can hear me, they can hear me, and then Rodgers go on a steamy run to get to February and get to a Super Bowl. But it's like, no, these guys have multiple appearances. You're going to be getting to your second at year forty. Like he'll be forty in December. So it's like it's like you had to wait for the cars to be set up the right way, and you've been in Lambo four straight years and lost four straight times there. So there's a lot in front of Aaron Rodgers. So it's kind of like he's knocked off. I, there was another conversation of him being overrated. I think he is now. I, he can't hide anymore. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of other names that have won a Super Bowl. Stafford, I, I don't even think Stafford nowhere near the discussion. Um, lately, that won a Super Bowl. It's, it's Mahomes. It was Brady, but Brady just hung it up. Stafford just won one. That's really it. Foles is out of the league, yeah. really. Like he's, he's not, like he's a shadow yeah. of himself. Like so, it, right. it, it really is Mahomes at this point in time. I don't. And even if Rodgers did come back and win a Super Bowl, he has two. He's two for two. But it's at the latter part of his career. And who's to say he stays in Green Bay? Who's to say he goes to Las Vegas? There's so many things swirling around him because he doesn't want to go to San Francisco. Because how many times they punched him in the middle of his forehead? So it, it's funny what Rodgers has to do to get back atop that conversation. But right now, it, 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 I think the league is kind of caught up with him. I don't want to say pass him by, but they caught up with him. And um, he's going to have to make something miraculous happen in Wisconsin or get moved to a team and set fire to it immediately. I mean, I think it's kind of funny because I I don't see how anybody can have any quarterback ahead of Patrick Mahomes right now. He's the current MVP, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. He's the current MVP. He just won the Super Bowl. Um, he's had the for the best first five years that anybody at that position has ever had. I mean, I don't, I don't know how anybody could argue otherwise. Um, to me, yeah, he, he's, it's more about his place in, in all time than it, it is right now. I, I don't know anybody that could dispute that. 
Um, I think there's some there's more questions like that I want to ask and chop it up with you. I want to I want to just get you know I want to retort on on the game. I agree with you. I thought it was a good game. Uh, it was very well played, a very clean game. You know, obviously the penalty at the end kind of hurt, but I I thought it was the right call. Um, you had to call it. You, I mean, you just had no choice. Um, you know, not, it's not to say that Hurts wouldn't have drove them down the field. You don't know that the ball out of his hand, but Bradbury held, and you had to call it at that point. It's unfortunate at the situation, but it is what it is. But for the most part, it was a tale of two halves. I thought Philly came out raring, um, and we talked about it on Monday night on the uh, NFL free fall TP. Um, the Chiefs were dominated in the first half. They only had the ball for, what, like six, eight minutes or something like that. Um, Philly was doing whatever they wanted, but that turnover that Hurts had, um, was a momentum switch, and it kept Kansas City in the game, especially with not having the ball as much. And then they scored every possession that they had in the second half. Um, the only time they didn't score a touchdown was when they settled for the field goal to win the game. Um, you know, they were able to do whatever they wanted. Um, the coaching staff really came out in the second half and, and really had a game plan. And give the defense credit, they didn't stop Hurts all the way in the second half, but they got the stops when they needed Hurts, you know, got the, the touchdown and the two-point conversion, but uh, for the most part, you know, the Philly offense, to your point, kind of got away from the game plan, and I think that's a great point, TP, because Kenneth Gainwell um, was running the ball fairly well, uh, breaking tackles, railing off some runs, but then they kind of went away from it. Hurts was running the ball pretty well. He had, what, 70 yards rushing. Miles Sanders did not do anything in this game. It just felt like Philly kind of got away from what was working for them and tried to do – it felt like they were trying to do too much to answer those those uh, touchdowns that uh, Kansas City was, was, was having. So, um, you know, you can argue Hurts outplayed Mahomes. And it's, 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 I think it's a valid argument, if not the fact that, you know, Mahomes had three passing touchdowns, but Hurts had four touchdowns one passing and three rushing, right? So um, he he did not lose that game for them. He had a brilliant game, and it's just unfortunate that he came out on the other side, on the losing side. I mean, I don't know if you agree with any of that, but, I mean, that's kind of how I took the game. Um, I disagree. I think Mahomes outplayed Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts actually had a, a series where they fell apart. And the one thing that, you know, bothers me in football and just the – you know, I, I want to more or less, and I, no pun intended, let me say it before I say it, the script of football is like if you're up, why take your foot off the gas pedal? You're up six against right. this team. You know you have to score touchdowns with this team. You just seen it happen two or three years ago against San Francisco. San Francisco was up ten points with eight minutes in the fourth. They came back, and not only did they win, they won by like seven. Like they, they turned that all the way around. So you know you got to put them in the dirt. Do things that are successful up against that team. I guess they knew that the weakness of that team was their secondary in the defense, so they tried to attack it, including that touchdown pass he threw to A.J. Brown. That was so beautiful. But you have to keep balancing this thing out. You have to be able to move the chains when you have to. You can't just fall apart and just hope the defense can do it. And um, I'm going to say this here now because I am a Lions fan. I'm a diehard, and I am somewhat bitter about the situation. I'm going to say it. If Indomitian Sue does something dirty in a game, I don't care where it happens, first, second, third, or fourth quarter, you will lose the game. I don't care who you are, where you are, whatever happens. He did a, uh, you know, hands to the face illegal, and, and how he did it was ridiculous. It, it, he always 
is so selfish in those point in times. It doesn't matter how big the stage is. He does not care. I don't know what's in his head. I don't even think it's I gotta give it like egotistical. I have to, but it is like why? And it is like the whole table turned when that thing happened. So it, like, and not to blame everything on him on that situation. It's just it's just his karma, the mystique around him, um, that that stuff mm-hmm. will happen. But you know, plays like that could be like, yeah, we need that. We need that deep breath to get things started. You don't want that offense to get another shot of getting the ball. And there were penalties in this game that set them back. And you could just look at. Kansas City missing a field goal, too. So there's so many different things that could have happened for it to be 35-35 late, and they had to come up with a stop, and they were in the red zone and doing as much as they could with the two touch, the two timeouts and just couldn't stop the mm-hmm. clock. I, I tip my hat to Andy Reid for being a monster at that point in time and leaving Philly helpless and knowing that he was a former Philadelphia Eagle coach and what he said at the end of the game to be like, you know, Philly, you guys deserved it. You guys did a good job, but shout out to Chiefs and – I mean, excellent. This is an excellent game. I can't take too much away from it. I agree. It was a really, it was a good game, and it's kind of not annoying, but you got two really brilliant quarterbacks who are just so humble. You know, what I mean, you don't. There's two guys you don't want to root against, really. I mean, you only root against Patrick Mahomes if you're a hater, right? Like a villain. But it was, it was just a really good game. I mean, what did you think about that holding call at the end? Um, the off, the defensive holding. This is going to get bloody, so you, you get what you asked for since you're playing around. And I hope you enjoy this food for thought. Hopefully you're over there doing those dishes because you're eating a good pot of gumbo. I could tell you eating some. But here goes the crazy part, right? And, I'm, and I'm, re- I'm bringing out the whole wide range of everything. If they are looking at officials or referees, umpires, so, so on and so forth, to be the law of every sport, and they end up calling something critical, we hold it against them. If they – swallow the whistle at the end of the game, and then they miss something critical, we hold that against them. And right. at this point in time, for that, for that to be a scenario where you want them to swallow the whistle and they didn't, I mean, the the call was there is, is you know, evident that it happened. But you want to see this game played out because not for nothing, even if he didn't hold them, he wouldn't have made it. That was an uncatchable ball. So, you look at the situation like it's uncatchable. Like, they couldn't even complain it to the ref and say, like, it was uncatchable. They just were going to call it to call it. So, this could go either way. They could go in the favor of Philly to, like, say that it was way over his head because that ball was going out of bounds. I don't. I definitely don't think that was catchable. And um, mm-hmm. if you're a, a Chief fan, you would be piping hot mad if that were the call and they said uh, fourth down or something and they had to, you know, do what they had to do and Philly still had a shot to make it happen. So, this is the element of human error or being caught, you know, in a situation where they can review or not review things. So they made the right call, but we, we looked at so many things, like that celtics Laker game that happened to LeBron. LeBron got fouled. Right. We wanted them to call right. foul, and they weren't trying to hear it, and we held it against the referee. And LeBron got on both knees crying to everybody in Massachusetts. Nobody heard it. Nobody wanted to hear it. So, But now, now looking at this, the whole world is looking, and they, they got inside the toaster, and, he got held with a holding call, and everybody's like, no, ref, you're not supposed to call that. It's, what, what do we do? What, what is the referee to do? So it's tough, right. and I'm like the public. I am, I'm not going to lie. I'm like the public. Let that game play out. I wanted to see it go overtime or something like that. Live, well, I've only seen one overtime Super Bowl. That was Brady in Atlanta, down 25 points. Like, to see it happen again, I would have loved to see it happen, whoever wins wins. But just to know that Andy Reid did the right thing, dripped all of those timeouts out of him, and, and just watched him bleed slow. That's the way the game's supposed to be played. Either way, the penalty went their way, and they're going back to Missouri with the title. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you to an extent. I mean, it, the fact that it wasn't catchable is, isn't relevant, though, because the hold happened before the pass, right? It was before the pass went up. So the hold happened at the at the line. So that's why it was like a five yard penalty instead of because if they, it was when the ball was in the air, that's more or less pass interference. So I, I I understand what you're saying, but that that call wasn't for when the ball was in the air. But you're right. If if it goes the other way, right, and they're in, um, you know, they don't call it, Philly, you know. You know, Kansas City gets the field goal. Philly drives down, gets a touchdown, wins the game. Then everybody's talking about, well, they should have called that play before, right? And, and it, then we wouldn't have that situation. So it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Um, I agree with you. It's it sucks. Yeah, you want them to, you want to see them playing on the field, but don't. I said it. I said it the other day, and I'll take it. It don't force the referee to have to make that call. Bradbury, don't hold him. Like you know what I mean? Like you, he said it. He didn't think he would get caught. He held him. He held his jersey. He kind of got his arm around him. He didn't hook him and throw him off route too bad, but he did get his arm around him before he grabbed the jersey. So he was all over him, and 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 it was the scheming that really kind of put them in that position because at that point they, the motion was killing them in the second half. They were putting him in motion. They scored two touchdowns off of motion that they thought they were going to drag across the field or underneath the, um, you know, behind the line and get to the flat, and they, you know, really veered back and got, you know, go back to the opposite side and got the touchdown. So, Robert is probably thinking, you know, here it comes again, and, you know, you know to get that first down, and he got caught holding. And, you know, it don't hold. It's easy to say, obviously, because I'm sitting here with you saying it, but, you know, don't put the referee in that position to have to either eat the whistle or blow the whistle. So, you know, it is what it is, man. But, you know, I, I, I'm just, you know, it's, I don't feel like the game got mired in it, but I think everybody focused on it because it was such a big play, right? It was at such a crucial moment. But I don't think it overshadowed the game. Um, it was, like I said, it was a great game, and it was really hotly contested. So, um, but, yeah, call in number ninth. ninth Nine two nine uh four seven seven two seven five nine T P in the villain here. So I mean, T P, you know, the ramifications of this game is is huge and there's so many different ways we could take it. I don't wanna, you know, go a lot of different angles, but um there is some questions I definitely want to chop up with you, T P. So I mean, you you brought it up that Mahomes is arguably the best in the game right now. I I don't think that's a debate. But a lot of people are debating his place in history all the time. Um, some people have him top five. Some people have him top three. Some people have him as a goat. Skip, skip, not skip, but uh, Shannon does. You know what I mean? I mean, does this Super Bowl win, where does this put him, in your opinion, Patrick Mahomes, all time as, as a quarterback in, in, in history of the NFL? I haven't given it too much thought of where I would place him, but to be safe, at least top 20. I don't want to go past 15 or 10 just yet because there's names, but I feel like he can fall in between 15 and 10. But I, I feel like if you're doing top five, you're going too far. You're going too really? far. You guys are prisoners. You're prisoners of the moment right now. You're prisoners mm-hmm. of the moment. I think that I the crazy part thought is you were going the other way. No, the the thing is, you haven't seen a team situated as good as Kansas City has for him 
to be the guy to be as electric as he is with his arm is great. Mm-hmm. But you have a lot of people that approach him and be like, he does a lot of things wrong. You wouldn't teach people how he plays football. But I'm not taking anything away from Mahomes because he's excellent. Like, he's a great quarterback. But there, there's the likes of at least Brady, Montana, Manning, at least my top three. Then Elway is four. Elway's been to five Super Bowls, lost three times. You know, like, then where where do you fit, like, the other guys that have put up at least three? Or the people that have gotten two right along with them? Like, Ben has a hell of a, a catalog for what he's done with Pittsburgh and not having a losing season since he was been there. Like him and Cower and uh, Tomlin that did that together. So Mahomes has a lot of work to do. He's only been in the league for what five or six years at, at most. So you right. got the prisoners of the moment for him to have this short of a, a a catalog, a resume for you to just have him leapfrog everybody. What if Travis Kelsey leaves? Not not to say this year because I know that they're not going to let him go. But Travis Kelsey's in his thirties. He's not going to be there forever now. It's a thing that Mahomes could play till he's 40, but Kelsey's dynamic. You're not going to get another tight end like this, so he's going to have to ride that as best as possible until Kelsey starts to tap out. Then I feel like that offense kind of change. And then also, this is the big factor, Andy Reid's like 64, 65 years old, too. He's getting up there. How long does Andy Reid sit on that sideline? There's a lot of things that happen with Mahomes right now before you just say, hey, he jumped everybody. Hell, like, I, I don't even want to put him in a conversation, but what about Marino? Why does Marino get lost? Because he doesn't he doesn't have a championship ring? That's one thing that bothers me about certain situations that get held accordingly, because if they don't win the championship, it's like you don't want to give them the regard of where they are in history. It's like, no, but then you got to wear it because it's hardware, but the teams are situated differently. So, like, player for player, like, Mahomes has work to do. I haven't really lined up where I would put him, but I'm I'm saying to be safe, definitely top 20, 15 to 10. I can see it happening. There's no way I'm giving him top five. I would not do that right now. That's it's too early. And see, this is why this is why I I can't stand you because I was hoping you would go the other way, so then we can have like a heated argument. But I gotta agree with you. Like I feel like, and you said it exactly how I said it Monday. It's a prisoner of the moment thing. Like, I, listen, I I'll give you top ten. Okay, I can I can make an argument for top ten because of the MVPs. He's got two MVPs. He's got two Super Bowls. He's got a Super Bowl MVP. I can make that argument, right? Like if you like, people have like Drew Brees in the top ten. Um, he's got one Super Bowl, and I I don't think I think he's got one or two MVPs. Um, Aaron Rodgers, he has multiple MVPs. I think he had three or four. Um, but one Super Bowl, right? So I can make an argument in the top ten. Top five missed me. Like, I'm sorry. I, I Your four is my four. It's Brady. It's Montana. It's Manning. Elway. Number five, I can think about Mahomes, but no, I'm not going to put him there. I'll, 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 I'll go to war with a guy like Dan Marino, to your point. I'll go to war with Breeze. I'll go to war with Rodgers. I'll go to war with uh, Favre, you know, who kind of gets lost in that shuffle. Terry Bradshaw doesn't get enough credit. Four Super Bowls in six years would have had more if the injuries didn't derail his career. He has an MVP as well. But people want to put Mahomes over Montana. Absolutely not. Their 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 hardware is pretty much the same, but uh, but the Super Bowls, right? Montana has three three Super Bowl MVPs. Got four Super Bowls. He's got two MVPs. Okay, so you're already out. 
Manning has what five MVPs, TP, five MVPs and two Super Bowls. How is he ahead of? You know what I mean? Like, how is he ahead of that guy? How is he ahead of Peyton? His career numbers don't even put him in the top twenty-five anywhere. If if he retired right now after five years, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But if he retired right now and didn't take another snap, his numbers don't match. His career numbers don't match anybody in the top, you know, 20. He doesn't get passing yards, career touchdowns, um, you know, those those key metrics. Now, he is the career um, passer rating leader at 107, right? That's the highest career passing rating of any quarterback. Okay, but his cumulative stats don't match up to the Hall of Famers, Dan Marino, right? So, you know, it, I can't put him up there yet. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would love to, but it's a prisoner of the moment. Like, you watch him. With, if he didn't win the Super Bowl, are we talking about him being in the top five? No, because of one game. Like, you know what I mean? Just like Dan Marino didn't win the Super Bowl, that doesn't put him up there. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's that contradiction. So, um, no, no. Let, it, let him have a career. Let him finish his career. If he if he keeps on this trajectory, yeah, we're having that conversation. We're having a goat conversation with Patrick Mahomes. People already have him as a goat. I'm like, no, it's just no, it's not, it's not happening. And then on the flip side, TP, people want to put Andy Reid as a as, as one of the, as a top three coach of all time. What? Like that's that's if that's not preserve the moment, TP, I don't know what is like. I, I, I think Andy Reid is going to go down as one of the greatest coaches. Like, he's a great coach, but we're talking top three. He's, he doesn't even make my top five. And it barely it would make my top ten. I think the second Super Bowl, you know, gives him an argument. But no. Andy Reid, no. I mean, I would, I'll ask you first before I go in on, on it. Like, where do you see Andy Reid? Do you see him in the top three or top five? It's debatable. It is debatable because he's been to four, right? He's been to four Super yeah. Bowls, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. he's won two and he's lost two, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, all the success that he's had in the league since the 90s till now, and he's still going. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I think about right now, that Andy Reid is still relevant. Uh, he's nowhere near leaving. And um, he's a threat. And the worst thing about it all, and I'm glad that you're talking about Andy Reid and not the guy beside him, Eric Bieniemy is still not getting a job. So you keep no, doing we'll this guy wrong because of, because of his past, but he has him alongside mm-hmm. him, and a lot of people give him credit, including the players. So if you keep an Andy Reid and Bieniemy together, it's hard to stop that right now. So this two-way tandem, even though Andy Reid gets more of the credit, I'm giving Reid more of the credit, um, it's debatable to put Andy Reid there. However, to go back to what you said, there's three quarterbacks that I have Mahomes ahead of. He's better than Favre. He's better than Rodgers. And he's light years ahead of Terry Bradshaw. He's light years ahead of Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw is nowhere near the quarterback of Patrick Mahomes. But he does have four Super Bowls, but that was more of the steel curtain than him, Franco, Swan, and Stallworth. Like, I think the dynamic of what Mahomes brings to the game, I, I know. He's been to three Super Bowls, and, and Bradshaw's been to how many? Like four or five? I, I, I know he probably lost one to Dallas, if I'm four. not mistaken. No, he never okay, lost so the Super Bowl. His so first two, well. I will give you, were defense. The defense won that Super Bowl. But the last two, the defense was older. They weren't as good as before. 
and he was he was a passing. It was him. It was him. Swan, um, Stallworth. That that offense won those last two Super Bowls, especially against the Rams. The I think they were in Los Angeles at that time. That was him. You know what I mean? So he never lost a Super Bowl, and he got, only got one MVP. So yeah, I, I think I think Mahomes is better than Terry Bradshaw, but I think Terry Bradshaw doesn't get enough credit in the league. You know what I mean? I I, I just think people don't understand how good he was. I'm not I'm not giving Bradshaw far, but Rogers did not. Rogers has been in this league yeah. since '05, right? Since '05, he started starting yeah. in what '07, right? So from '07 mm-hmm. till now, he has one Super Bowl of match. He has not been back to that game. Mahomes has right. been to that game three times already and won two, right. and is it, it, mm-hmm. on the same level as him right now, if not ahead of him. Like I still feel like Mahomes has another championship in him in his career, at least. At least mm-hmm. we are begging Rodgers to get to a Super Bowl to be relevant in this conversation. <laughs> we, we we just love the fact that this guy is good, that he's good, that we we want to say, oh, Rodgers is going to be top five, top ten all time. No, no, no. There's no more of that. No more of that. He loses critical games, and a lot of the times, you know what? Rodgers is left there with the ball in his hand. That's what happens right. to Rodgers. The only thing that happened to him this year is that the Lions didn't let him get the ball back. We we got a, the ball on fourth down. And threw a pass to DJ Chark, and the game was over. The clock ran out. But other than that, he lost to Tom Brady at home. Had the ball and could have ran through the pylon and scored a touchdown and, and didn't. And LaFleur was like, we're kicking the field goal. And that ball was taken out of his hands because his coach did it to him. Then San Francisco came in there and took it from him, too. Like, like there's so many different instances of, of Aaron Rodgers right now that I'm like, no way. And Brett Favre, who? The guy that has a career lead of interceptions? No, no, not 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 the gunslinger <laughs> that wants to turn the ball over. No, you you could miss me all the way with that. Like this is Neo and Matrix number one, and I'm dodging all type of bullets. You ain't clipping my shoulder right now. Favre is not better than Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. No, absolutely, absolutely not. But I mean, you could make an argument for those guys, right, with the multiple MVPs. And, and I, I agree with you, Aaron Rodgers. I hate talking about that guy because he, he drives me crazy. He's so selfish. And, you know, this whole retreat thing, miss me with that. I can't I can't with him. Like, even just the way he talks about, you know, him coming back. To, it's not coming back to help the Packers win the Super Bowl. It's coming back because I think I can still play. I think I can win MVPs. But he's so selfish. I can't with that guy. But either way, his career is marred by the fact that you're right. He only has one Super Bowl and one Super Bowl appearance. Um, you know, Peyton Manning was going to be on that level, too, until he got the second one the last season of his career, right? Like, everybody had said he was 1-2 and two in the Super Bowl. Um, did, he only won that one and, you know, has the hardware but doesn't have the range. And then he got that last one, and it kind of solidified him in that top, to me, the top three, um, in my opinion, right? So, um, yeah, I agree with you. It's just it's just so premature to put Mahomes in that top five. I mean, Payne Manning, you know, I think is probably one of the best, if not the best, regular season quarterback I've ever seen. Five MVPs, um, you know, for two different teams too. I, you know, I nobody did it as good as him. And say what they want about his his matchup head to head with uh, Tom Brady. Um, Tom, he beat Tom Brady. He has a winning record in the playoffs against Tom Brady, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you know, that narrative that he couldn't beat, the, you know, Tom Brady in the playoffs is not true. I think he's 3-2 and two in the playoffs against Tom Brady. Um, you know, so, listen, 
it's it's debatable, but I think like you're like you said, it's a prisoner of the moment thing. Everybody wants to put him up there, and you know Andy Reid. I I I I I lean to I towards you. I tend to agree. His resume is better than what people think. He is fifth all time in coaching wins, right? Um, two Super Bowls. But I I look at, you know, I look at Belichick, Bill Walsh, Chuck Knoll, Tom Landry. Um, the freaking award is named after Vince Lombardi. People easily forget how great of a coach Vince Lombardi is. It it drives me crazy. It drives it drives me absolutely nuts that he doesn't get the, as much respect that he he deserves. Don Shula, all time winningest coach. Um, you know, those are guys to me that are ahead of Andy Reid. You know what I mean? Um, it, they don't get you know Chuck Dole doesn't get enough credit for Super Bowls in six years, right? And it's like people say, well, that team was loaded. They had so many Hall of Famers. Well, if he had so many Hall of Fame and win those Super Bowls, we're talking about him in a different light, right? He's a lame duck coach. He's he's a coach that couldn't get it done with the best talent, right? So, like, he's got to get credit for winning with those teams four, four and six years, right? Tom Landry, you know, he was he was the Cowboys for a very long time. Like I said, Lombardi lost one playoff game. One. One. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's different, man. These guys are different. So I think Andy Reid, he gets in the discussion, maybe of, of one of the greats. Um, he's up there, but I, I hold it against him that he was 14 years in, in Philly and didn't win a Super Bowl. I hold that against him. You know what I mean? Um, it, it could be the quarterback. He didn't have Mahomes or that level quarterback. A lot of great coaches had a great quarterback. Noel had Bradshaw. Walsh had Montana. Lombardi had um, uh, Bart Starr. Belichick had Brady, so you know, yeah, he had McNabb, right, for the first for for the first half of his career. Um, but still, you know, he didn't win. He didn't win the Super Bowl there. He got there once. He got to what four straight NFC Championship games and no Super Bowls. One Super Bowl appearance to, to show for it. So, you know, I hold that against him a little bit. So, but then you could say Don Shula didn't win with Dan Marino. <laughs> so it it's all over the place, but. I don't know if you had any other opinion on that too, TP. I mean, the the one thing I have to say about that with him in Philadelphia, you can't hold too much of that against him because you have to blame that on management. Think about the receivers that he had: who Thrash, Pinkston, Freddie Mitchell. True. Like, like, like you, and he's making it happen with Donovan. Like, I don't even understand how people don't want to give Donovan credit because Donovan has a big mouth. If Donovan didn't run his right. mouth, Donovan would clearly be in a dog in the Hall of Fame. But him saying that I am a Hall of Famer, so on and so forth, they're going to make Donovan wait until he's 72, can barely walk, and his grandkids are in college. That's what they're waiting for right now. Yep. But <laughs> successful with, with, with Donovan, and Donovan had one of those runs with a, uh, a busted ankle. I want to say it was, like, broken or something. I remember the game when he played the Cardinals, and it, it rolled so bad that he, he just was just staying in the pocket, wasn't trying to run at all. He was just throwing and heaving the ball to anybody, and they were making mm-hmm. catches. So for them to make stuff happen with Pinkston, and these guys, it's like, come on. These are these are names that people have forgotten that I'm saying right now. Like they were, they were. He was making it happen with them. Like he was running the ball with Brian Westbrook so much that Brian Westbrook was getting hit so much that they said, if you catch one more concussion, your brain will be mush. This is how much he was forcing right. the issue that speed kills, and that's where he was killing people. Deuce was the power. Brian Westbrook was the, the speedster. Like this is what they had to make do with what they had in Philadelphia, and they were a threat at the tail end of the 90s going into the early 2000s. And once they got T.O., they only had T.O. for a year 
in five games. Like, and then T.O. Yeah, got to the right. bat with Andy Reid and had to leave. So he had one Corvette outside, and everything else was Hyundais and Priuses and, and everything else under the sun. <laughs> like, cut it out. Like, so – I'm not. I'm not trying to hear it. Like, like Andy Reid deserves his credit, rightfully so. Especially for I want to say when management kind of got into it with Donovan, and then Donovan ended up going. I think he went to Minnesota first, then went to the Redskins. Where he just started, the wheels fell off the Don, wagon when Donovan left Philadelphia. So he went to the Redskins first, yeah. and then Minnesota. But the wheels fell off the wagon yeah. for Donovan once that stuff started happening. So it, it was magic while they were together, and the clear cut thing that Andy Reid said. I know you came out of college when we – I don't know if you went. Did you go to Syracuse football camp? But, but he, was a, he was a scrambler. They ran the option, and Andy was like, no, you're not, you're not running. We're going to make you a pocket passer, and it worked. And for him to get the four NFC championships with that roster as it was constructed and let alone to get to the Super Bowl and finally eclipse it, you know every, every time they say, well, they get there one time, they're not going to get there again. He did it four straight times in a rugged – NFC with Tampa Bay and all of them were around and Minnesota, the Rams, all he was making this happen with them at that point in time. He's seen so many intricate defenses and offenses alike, and they had to worry about a depleted or understaffed Philadelphia at that point in time. And they were at least one of the dominant teams at that point in time. They they had as many I think as many wins as all of the teams like in the NFC at that point in time, the Rams, all of them, everybody, like he, there's some record that somebody was telling me that Andy Reid was making happen while he was in Philly, let alone what he's doing right now right. in Kansas City. He he isn't in discussion. He isn't definitely top ten. Top five is a debate, and I think he might squeeze in there. He might. Eventually. I think eventually he will. I think, like I said, he's top five in wins. You know, he's got two Super Bowls. He's got the quarterback that's going to win him, hopefully win him a couple more. I I think I think Pat should get at least four. I think five is probably where he's going to land because you look at this team, right, TT? This team was rebuilding this year. They had all these rookies, right, that they brought in off of the trades. Um, they got 11 draft picks this year that they're going into the draft with. They had the, the – they they had the most rookies started or played right behind um, the Texans and I think the Bears. This team was rebuilding this year, and they won the Super. Yeah, I would come back too if I was Andy Reid, get a squeeze a couple more titles. If he gets one more title, we're having that discussion, and it's a real discussion for me. Um, but yeah, you bring up a great point about Philly too, and 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 you jog my memory. You know how many Hall of Famers he coached in Philly outside of T.O. None, right? One. Brian Dawkins. One. Mm-hmm. So And that's defense. You, and he's you, an offensive guy. And that's defense. And he's yeah. an offensive guy. Absolutely. So you're so, absolutely right. So I, I'll take it back. I apologize. I was a little hard on it. I just felt like it, at that time it was four straight NFC championship games and he didn't win the big one. So that was the stigma that was behind Andy Reid, right? Like, he couldn't get it done. Um, albeit, you bring up the fact that the roster that he had, look at, he, it was to him and the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? That was the big rivalry back then. Um, the Bucks have Rondé Barbers going in this year. Congratulations to him. Um, they had Derek Brooks going in as a Hall of Famer. They got John Lynch, right? He's a Hall of Famer. Warren Sapp is a Hall of Famer. Um, who was the defensive end? Is he a, not Simeon? Was it Simeon Rice or it was Simeon somebody Rice. else? Simeon Rice was. Simeon Rice. 
Is he going into the Hall of Fame? Is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't think. I don't think he's in the Hall. No, I don't think so. Oh no! But they had at least four Hall of Famers on defense, right? Offense, no way. They didn't really have anybody on on offense. I mean, they had Keyshawn, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 you bring, you bring up an excellent point. So I apologize. I will take it back that he didn't win in Philly. I felt like. At the time, that was the stigma that that followed him, that he couldn't get it done in Philly. Um, but he's turned that around in Kansas City, and you know, it, it, what a difference a quarterback makes, right? Um, that's all it. That's all it takes. So, um, yeah, that's a, it's a great discussion. But um, one last thing on on, um, on football, and then you know, we can switch gears uh, however you like. Um, a lot of people, you know, obviously you said, you know, Mahomes is the best in the league right now. Where do you put um, – well, I want to talk a little bit more football too, but where do you put Jalen Hurts right now as, as the quarterback tiers? Um, he's definitely top tier, and I'm not an Eagle fan by any means. Um, I got family in Philadelphia, a good amount of family there. But um, – I, I got a big heart. My mom always, you know, gives me credit for be, having a big heart. My college professor said I'm a people person. I'm a, about the people. And I really am about the people. And the reason why I say that is because everything Jalen Hurts had to overcome, and people forget you guys are all yeah. looking at South Beach, Miami, and worried about Tua Tagovailoa playing another football down. And he shouldn't play anymore because of the way that he's been taking hits. I don't know if he should play again. And, they, of course, he's not going to walk away from that type of money. I get it. But this guy's life is on the line if you guys force him out of there. But I don't want to tell into that too much. This is a guy that struggled in a championship game up against Georgia. They put Tua in. Everybody thought Tua was going to be the next best thing since sliced bread, including myself. I won't even put everybody in front of the gun. I'll say me. I said Tua hit Devontae Smith on a line on the button at the buzzer and won the championship game. <laughs> They hurried up and sat Jalen Hurts. was like, listen, you stay here. We'll get you the championship ring, but you stay over here now. And then next thing you know, Tua starts getting injured in Oklahoma. I mean, in, in Alabama, Jalen Hurts goes to Oklahoma to make it happen. Heisman campaign season while he's there to overcome everything that happened in Alabama, everything that he learned from uh, Nick Saban and sitting behind Tua, knowing that that chip was on his shoulder, gets to the league, Everybody's expecting him to be the scrambling quarterback that he was and that he wasn't going to be successful. He gets to the playoffs and bumps into Tom Brady and is down big. And then starts forcing his way back into that game. It's like, wait, y'all not paying attention to Jalen Hurts. And then the season following, he gets to the Super Bowl and has a shootout. Like, where does he go from here? Like, like this, this is incredible mm-hmm. that he's doing it with the pieces that they do have right now. I feel like, and I hope it doesn't happen because I'm an NFC guy, I feel like Philadelphia's run game could get better. They don't really have a running back that's a bell cow to me. I I think they more or less have a bunch of scat backs that can – if they see daylight, you got to chase these guys. you got to chase them. But they don't have a running back that we could put in here first, second, maybe a third down if it's third and two that he's going to get the yardage. They have running backs that they're doing this by committee to make it happen, and he's still successful. And in that Super Bowl, I think he led the team in rushing and, had, and held it down. That's what I was saying, that they didn't call that good of a game right there. Like – Jalen Hurts definitely does deserve his credit. Top ten, yes. I don't know if he's top five. I'm not giving him top five right now in the league. I, I got some names there, but I want to. Tell like, me. like to me, to me, me. 
a lot of people will disagree with one of them. A lot of people think Justin Herbert is better than him. I would not give Herbert the nod over him. Over him. I'm not. Herbert. Over Herbert. 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 Yeah, over Hurts, yes. I think Hurts is okay. a better quarterback right now because um, they okay. both came into the league at the same time. Um, they're in, and the crazy part about it is, like, we get caught up in the era of stats. So, like, stats are everything. But he's losing. Like, he loses games. He's He's lost to the Jaguars twice. And the Jaguars came to L.A. to beat Herbert. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and then the last year he lost to the Texans when the Texans were tanking, and he lost there. There's like no, the, the Texans were giving Philly a fight because everybody had the spread at 18. It was like no, he was trying his best to win by 18. They won by like 17 or 12. It was something like that. But they went to Houston to handle their business. Like these ain't games that Hurts is letting up, but Herbert will. So I right. got Mahomes. I got Josh Allen. I got. Burrow, oh mm-hmm. man, I got. I'm thinking. I'm thinking at the top of my head. Um, yep. I got to look at the list, but he, he it, it's a debate. But he he may fall in that top five, especially the way that he closed out this season to hang on, man. But I definitely give him top ten. I'd have to look at everything across the board. I don't just want to base it all off stats, but I to me, I'm, I'm not giving Herbert the nod that a lot of people are giving him. I, I wanted him out of college because we needed a quarterback in a hurry. I wanted somebody to replace right. Stafford. But uh, once we've seen mm-hmm. him in the league, it's like it's some things in some games that he falls short. And that there was one game where they had the edge on the Ravens, and he couldn't even get the ball past the 50 the entire game. It was The score was like 32-3. to three. They didn't get the ball past the 50 the entire game. Like something happened for like them to end up kicking the field goal, but it wasn't him. So it's like these situations are going to occur. And the way that they fell apart in the uh, playoffs this year up against Jacksonville, you're, you're knocked down a chink for me. I'm, I'm not giving you this high and mighty bid because you made one playoff run in your career and, and you're ahead of everybody. No, 5,000 yards ain't everything. You got to go out there and win games. It means something. Yeah, I mean, he's in my five. I'll be honest with you. I, you I'll tell you my five um, in order. I'll put it in order, too. Um, Mahomes is one. I'm going to put Burrow two. I have Hertz three. I have Allen four. And you might think I'm crazy with this one, but walk with me. I'm gonna put Lawrence at five. I have I'll put him ahead of, of of Herbert. I agree with you. I think Herbert Herbert's really good. And I think, you know, his injuries on offense and I think his coaching is kinda of holding him back a little bit. Head to head, right? Lawrence won that game. Um he made such a transition from how bad he was his rookie year to this year. I'll give him the nod. Um, I, I put probably Herbert six, not too far off, and then I'll put Aaron Rodgers in at seven. And then, you know, we can go wherever we want to go. Maybe it's, you know, Lamar Jackson. We didn't see him very much at eight. Um, maybe Dak at nine, possibly. I don't know. Um you know, we'll see. Maybe I put Geno ahead of, of Dak because Geno had a really good year at the at the moment, right? So, um, but it's it's the, you know, hey, golf. I I would take golf over Dak right now. I would. I thought you're, I thought you're golf really had a pretty good you're, you're you're giving Trevor Lawrence the leg up over golf, and golf had a better season than Trevor Lawrence and beat him brutally head up. Head up. He's put up four on their defense while I think they put up fourteen in that mm-hmm. game. So, like, wait a minute. Slow down before you start okay. giving – see, people are prisoners of the moment. They're pr- this is what I'm trying to tell 
for city. I I, I got well, people. I don't, I don't know if it's the first. I think. I got a monologue. You 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 ran. I, I I just want a little bit. I just want a little bit, Skip. I just want a little bit. These are the things you have to slow down before you crash your head all in the dashboard. I don't want this to happen to you. I don't want you to be the test of I got to help you. Just like I walked you out of that Andy Reid situation. This, I, had, I had to do it. I got to give you the scoop for thought. Hopefully you're still doing these dishes. This is the same situation with Trevor Lawrence. Like, there are some players that you got. Hell, you put Geno there, and Goff had a better season than Geno. Geno just had the completion percentage this year. Like, like you, look, I'm looking at the board right now. Like, let alone so where, you, where, you have where would you have golf right now? Right now, not career, any, right now. No, no, no. This season, he's higher than Rodgers right now. Season that he had, where he had a way put? better season than Rodgers. Um, he's Hurts? ahead of Hurts right now. He's ahead of Lawrence. He's ahead of Geno. He's ahead of Josh Allen. He had a better season than Josh Allen. Jared I, I can't put him ahead season. of Hurts, though. I can't put – he didn't get in the MVP talk. That's why I can't put him there. Right, I because you know what I mean? Philly, like, had, Philly, Philly had that defense, too. That front four was getting home. Like, do, do you know that uh, a lot of them were, uh, like, like Micah Parsons and all of them were talking about Philly and how they're part of the system? Like, these guys are talking about yeah. them because this is a, a team thing. This ain't just one person getting it done. Like, Detroit situation, the defense was hurting Detroit. If Detroit could actually been a 25th-ranked defense in the league, We'd probably be in the Super Bowl. We'd probably be in the Super Bowl. Goff has his team averaging 35 points a game at one point for a stint. It wasn't like two games. It wasn't like three. They were terrorizing the scoreboard. They just couldn't stop anybody. So every game was a doggone shootout. He was putting points up. And from the the, the last interception he threw was against the Packers week nine, I think it was. That was the last interception he threw. When that was the second win of the season, that's when they started getting ready to go eight and two, right there for the end of the season. Like, golf doesn't work. They just don't want to give him credit for what happened to him his last season in L.A. and how last season went with the Lions. But everybody have to think that that receiving core got hurt. Once they put weapons around him, that offense looked electric. And let alone he didn't get Jamison Williams till week thirteen. So it's like, yeah. now you got a speech to form too. The last time he looked good with a speech was Brandon Cooks. You know what happened when he had Brandon Cooks. They went to a Super Bowl. Yeah. So so I'm not saying Detroit's a Super Bowl team. I want to say it. Like, I love to say it, but I have to be, like, analytical <laughs> before I get caught out. Like, before I get caught out. And I'm like, no, you have Detroit fans. I've never done it before. <laughs> this is the fifth thing wrong. You can't do that. No, I, I don't want to hear it. But for the way that this offense looks all season long, all season long, and being able to compete, and he has problems in cold weather situations, like in, in Green Bay last year. They were 14 nothing at halftime. It started raining. We lost 28-14. to 14. He fumbled like three times. He threw a pick. Everything was happening. He turned that around in cold environment, so on and so forth. So hopefully this story gets better. He's still in his 22. And, and just like I said, he had better seasons than all of these guys. The ones that had better seasons than him was Mahomes, Herbert, Brady, Cousins, Burrow. He's six. Okay. I mean, listen, say it with your chest. I didn't, I, listen, I love golf this year. I thought he had – Outside of a couple of games, and I think it wasn't really his fault. I thought he had a phenomenal season, um, you know. And listen, you're you guys better win that damn division next year. I don't care. You could you don't may not want to put the onus on a Super Bowl, whatever. That's fine. You had you are going to win this division, and you had better do it because I think you're the best team coming back this year with Rodgers coming back or not with Cousins or with that situation. 
I don't care. I think you guys are the best team in that division. Um, the Bears might improve, but they got a long way to go. They got a lot of pieces to fill. Lions are going to win that division, in my opinion. They're my favorite, uh, you know, before we even get started. So, um, but yeah, it's an interesting debate. But um, the one thing yeah. about it is like um, the one thing about Chicago, is, and I was hearing this from like a uh, a Lions link that I was watching. The Bears have a mm-hmm. ton of money to spend, so they could intrigue a lot of people to come yes. to Chicago because that is a destination city. But just knowing that it is a mm-hmm. cold environment, playing a soldier or once they do move outside a soldier, move to Arlington, whatever type, whatever they name that stadium, is another thing. But that's the one thing we have to worry about, whether if they keep Fields or go with Bryce, if they do go get him. But if they put weapons around Fields, it's only a matter of time until they start to gel. Um, the Packers, it really, it really depends on what Rodgers does. If Rodgers stays, we have to worry about it. I, I could care less if we did sweep them this year, so on and so forth. This guy has a gun mm-hmm. on him, and you got to stop him because he can shoot everybody down. And Minnesota, mm-hmm. I I love and respect Justin Jefferson. I love and respect him. Yeah. Dalvin Cook is a speed demon. You got to respect his speed when he's on the field. I do not mm-hmm. respect Kirk Cousins at all. And he gets it done somehow, some way. <laughs> but the way that they fell apart this season and every other season mm-hmm. that he's played football in the NFL, I can't respect Kirk Cousins until he puts a complete season together. And it feels like I'm I'm begging for it and a karma can mess around with me. But it's always something. And the reason why I, I say it, I, I got to watch it because my mom is a Viking fan, so I, I hear it every day. I know my mother said to me at the Super Bowl, she said, I said something about Kirk Cousins. She said, y'all can have him. Y'all can have him. I don't want Kirk Cousins no more. My mom is a diehard Viking fan and telling me that. I'm looking at her like, oh, it's serious. It's serious if she says it. So I, I know I got to pay attention to it. So if he can't right. get it done, especially with a receiver that had an MVP season, I'm, I'm I'm just not buying it no more. And it's like, oh, they put that onus on him. Like, oh, well, he has to come up and play in a, a primetime game. He has to play good in a Monday night game. He has to do this. And it's like, okay, if he wins a game, do you give him credit? Then no. Like, don't just base it off of one game. He's still, like, I want to say, like, 3-14 and 14 in, in primetime games. Like, no, that, that narrative has to change. It's like the same situation with Matt Stafford. It's like, oh, when he left, he tried to win a Super Bowl, but then he's – he had more interceptions this year than touchdowns. That's I'm like, that's why we Detroit had to get rid of him because he turned the ball over a lot. Like people didn't see that until this season. It's like, whoa, Stafford is crap. Like, and he's gonna have to turn it on. That's why they were asking him to retire this season. So people get caught up in the moment. They they can't just get caught up in one situation and then not look at everything around them. Do not judge the book by its cover. Please read those chapters. You have to. You have to. Yeah, Stafford was a Hall of Famer after the after the Super Bowl last year, and now nobody's talking about it. But I, I got to yeah, double click on one thing. Exactly, I got to double click on one thing, and I want to get I want to ask you about the two coaches. But if you're the Bears, do you go in the draft for your quarterback with uh, Bryce Young or or, or Stroud, or are you keeping Fields and trading out a number one pick? Real quick. I'm respectable. I, I stay with Fields. I stay with Fields, but they got the first pick right there, and I know they probably will go after Bryce. But Fields had a, an electric season with what he had around him. I'm disrespectful to get rid of him mm-hmm. after two years. I can't trade him. I can't. I can't get rid of him. I got. I think you got something. I think they finally figured it out at the end of the season how to use his talents, and they got to keep him healthy. I think you. Tr- I trade that pick. I get number one picks. I build a team, like you said, you got not only you have cash space, you'll have more draft picks. You can get that team back in a hurry. So I, that's what I would do. But, you know, who knows? But, I mean, listen, Eric Enemy wins his second, um, second Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. 
and Jonathan Gannon loses in the Super Bowl. His defense collapses in the second half. He gets the job in Arizona, and then uh, the offensive coordinator was it Stephen Shane, or he he loses the Super Bowl to Eric Bieniemy. He's introduced as the coach in in Indianapolis as the contract is getting worked out. Take it wherever you want to take it, TP, and then I'll clean it up. But I mean, what the hell? Um, Sports City, I I love y'all to death. I really love my baby. I love uh, you know everything that we've done for all of these years from 2009 till now, 2023. But it's glaring now, and I I don't I don't like to play this this fire. I don't like to play this fine line, but it's disgusting now. <clears throat> um, I'm not a chief fan at all, but I am born a black male, and um, for this guy to be successful, and from you to hear it from multiple people of multiple ethnicities, you guys are gonna hold him like we don't want him because of something that he did earlier in his life that you're not going to let him coach your team, but you guys let Matt Patricia get job after job. He has the same type of history in his past. It's like, come on, stop this. It's glaring. Enough is enough. We are in a new day and age right now. It's a new era. Cut it out. It's glaring right now. And it, it sucks that, you know, they are forcing every team in the NFL to do the minority interview. Like, you have to interview a minority, whether it's a, an African or not even just saying an African-American, somebody that's a minority or a, a, somebody of the opposite sex. It has to happen. You have to have that interview go down. So that's like right. the backhanded compliment to, like, see if he got the interview. He didn't get an interview from none of y'all. He's also been at those Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. He won't get a shot from anybody. Do you know who the first person Andy Reid went to when they won the Super Bowl? He went to Eric Bieniemy. You know what he said to him? I love you. Mm. Andy Reid said that to Eric Bieniemy. Wait, what? Like, like, okay. So we were yeah. just arguing right now, debating if Andy Reid is a top five, top ten, top twenty coach all the time. And he went to him mm. through the headphones and hugged him for a while to tell him that he loved him. So what the heck? And he keep telling y'all to stop overlooking him, trying to get him a job. And he like, well, if y'all ain't gonna hire him, I'm gonna keep him right here. And much as I don't want to see this happen because I got friends that are Chiefs fans. I hope they win a plethora of Super Bowls alongside one another. <laughs> I hope it's easy as heck, just so it could be like, damn, I wish we got them. Just the same way everybody still kicks themselves in their rear end because they let Tom Brady go into a draft and go to the sixth dog all around. It's like, we could have had Brady not one, not twice, not three, not four, not five, but six different shots at him, and nobody went and got him. This, this is the same situation with Eric being in me. At least he could bring something. So you got the, the Panthers that give up a job, the Colts that give up a job, the Cardinals that give up a job. These teams stink. The, the Houston Texans give up a job and don't want to bring them in there. Come on. So um, Ryan leaves San Francisco because they just had a good run this season. Because before him, it was Sally. So Sally was doing good until he went to the Jets, and now the Jets are under 500, but they did good at the good portion of the season. Every enemy has had this team double-digit win seasons, and a threat has been the mm-hmm. offense. He's an offensive mind. I, I, it's disgusting. America, stop it. Stop it. it. It has nothing to do with no money. You're going to hold this against him like you've done every single minority male. I really want to say black male, but minority male that has something in their past and hold it against them forever. And then it's like something I've read a link today 
that there was a black male that was in prison for 30 years, and the judge finally let him go today. Do you know how hard he cried? He cried there because they held it against him and, and found out that he was, you know, right all along. And it's like this this is what you hold against people, and you don't know what's going on. Like I said, don't judge that book by the cover. Read the chapters. You have to. And every enemy, I feel bad for you, but this is America, and we go through it. And I feel bad that this is our reality, that we got to – is a song by Soul to Soul. Keep on moving. Don't stop. No. Just keep on moving. <laughs> Jadakiss remix that. Shout out to Jadakiss. Um, <clears throat> I love that track on the on the end of that first album, Kiss the Game Goodbye. Um, listen, he's interviewed ten times, and ten times he's been passed over. You know, everybody could say he interviewed maybe as to how he interviews, blah blah blah. I don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? It could be that could be a factor, but don't don't tell me that's the reason. Don't don't tell me it was because he was had a deep playoff run all these years that he couldn't get a, a job, and these teams don't want to wait till the end of the playoffs to get a job. Two teams waited to the end of the season because they knew exactly who they they were going to hire, and it wasn't a black person, right? They knew exactly who they were going to hire. These guys that lost in Philly, so. Don't blame now. It, it's it's two things. It's the color of his skin. It has to be to me. I, I don't care. I'll say it. it. You know what I mean? We don't. To your point, we don't get we don't get held to the same standard. You know, if if we do it as the OC, it's got to be the head coach above us. And you know, if we don't do it, oh, it's because we're we're the OC. You know what I mean? Like, if there's no reason why Eric Bieniemy shouldn't be a head coach, you know. Andy Reid sings his praises. Pat Mahomes sings his praises. That offense, you know, everybody wants to say, you know, the last five years it's all been Pat Mahomes. The last five years, before Andy Reid won his first Super Bowl, who was his offensive coordinator? It wasn't Eric Bieniemy. The, the year Eric Bieniemy got there is the year they started going to the AFC Conference Championship. It's the Super Bowls and winning Super Bowls. Cause and effect. There's got to be a correlation somewhere, right? Andy Reeves gets a lot of credit, and he should. He's the head coach, but then now they're saying, you know, Eric Bieniemy doesn't deserve any credit. It's got to be all because of uh, Andy Reid, and it has nothing to do with Eric Bieniemy. Now he's got to make a lateral move. He's got an interview set up with um, the Commanders to be their OC. Please don't go to the Commanders. Please don't go to that team. I know that's your dad's team. You know, rest in peace, I love your dad. But that team is just not ready. They're they're a dumpster fire. They, the owner, they need to get him out. They're trying to sell the team. They don't have a quarterback. They should be in the sweepstakes for Derek Carr, who I want to ask you about in a minute. But, I mean, Eric bieniemy has got to make a lateral move, TP. He's got to move to, as another OC to another team. He, it's like he's got to prove it all over again, even though he's proved in the last five years that he's more than capable of doing the job. It's, it's a joke. It's ridiculous. I don't know what it is. Every year around this time, we say he's the guy that's a candidate. He's going to get a head coaching job, and then it turns out he doesn't get a job. It's ridiculous. It makes no sense. It somebody needs to make it make sense. Tell the truth, just like that NFL movie. Tell the truth, Will Smith. Tell the truth. Why aren't you hiring this guy? Make it make it make sense to me. Call a number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. God, I can't. We just I can't. It just drives me crazy, TP. But Derek Carr today. Um, he said, yo, listen, Raiders, I'm not going to help you and get assets for me. Any trade that you make, I ain't accepting. 
I'm not waiving my no trade. So they had until 4 o'clock today to release them or that $40 million was going to count is guaranteed. It kicks in. So they released him today, and he's a hot candidate. A lot of teams are interested. The Saints, the Panthers, the Jets, uh, the Titans are interested as well. There might be some teams that could use a quarterback that should make a call, um, like the Buccaneers or the Commanders. TP, what's the best fit for Derek Carr? Right now, for me, the New Orleans Saints. Right now, right now, New Orleans Saints. Um, they have a, a high-paid high offense right now. They got a running back that can get out of the backfield in Kamara, and he just came from a dome. Um, having speed, so he's going to be able to deal with that with Olave and these guys. So, only thing he needs is for Michael Thomas to be healthy. If not, I don't. Yeah. I don't really want to see him in Tampa Bay. Like Tampa Bay is getting gifted, you know, gift after gift, and I really feel like Mike Evans did get a thousand yard season this season, but it's like I feel like he's slowing down. It's like I wouldn't want him to go there and things are starting to fall apart, especially after what they did to a fall guy, blackmail, and Byron Leftwich. They fired him like it was his fault. Yeah, right, exactly. He's like, it was his fault. Here we go with another black male situation. Like, um, that you, hear who they brought in? you hear who they're bringing in? You hear oh, who they're bringing in? You hear who the, the Buccaneers? Dave Cannells from uh, the, the quarterback's coach from the Seahawks. Who? Who? Right. And like, I think that's from the success like, of what Geno Smith did this season. So Exactly. It, it, exactly. That's crazy. That's crazy that they did this to Byron Leftwich. And it's, I feel like once they fired him, that helped Brady make the decision immediately. Like, I'm not going to come in there with a new coordinator that I'm already on the right. same parallel as Leftwich because we are somewhat near the same age. You're going to bring somebody that doesn't know me, that I'm going to have to follow his system, and I know my stuff already. Like, that already kind of mm-hmm. pushed Brady out of the way. And I know a lot of people wanted to see it, but you just got rid of mm-hmm. something that we're not going to see again unless Mahomes starts going crazy. So, I I don't want to see Tampa Bay get it anymore. Like Tampa Bay was gifted that uh, situation with Brady and, and Arians and them, and watching yeah. Todd Bowles mess that up. They they gave Todd Bowles the keys to the Corvette and he crashed it into a dog on brick wall like twice. He got it fixed <laughs> up and crashed it again. It's like wait, you like American Pie? You did it again? Like like for real? So like, that's what I feel about Tampa Bay, man. I, I, no, don't send him there. Let the Saints rock with him. Feel him off for that first mm-hmm. season and, and let him punch a couple people in the face if need be. Um, and then that second season, it should be game time. Hopefully he has a, a full you know, artillery of receivers to go to work. Because I don't know what, what's up with Michael Thomas as much as he's, you know, a PPR monster. He hasn't really been on the field for the past three seasons. So hopefully they can get it together. Yeah, I mean, the Saints are the logical fit. I, I, I would be intrigued by the, by the Bucks because of the offensive weapons, but I don't know if that would work. I kind of think the Jets should go in on Carr instead of Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is a pipe dream. I wouldn't I, – I just – me, I, I ain't waiting for you to make your decision, come, you know, going on your darkness retreat, and I, you're going to handcuff and cripple. Not even cripple. You're just going to have my franchise stand still waiting for you to make a decision. Ah, who are you? But I think the Jets should go after Carr. But, yeah, I agree. I, I think the best fit. Um, for him is really is New Orleans. I think that's the team. I think that's one of the first teams that he's really kind of been in contact with and talking to. I think it's a, it makes a lot of sense. Olave, whew, you know, that getting that weapon would be and, and Kamara a, a good running game. He had Brandon Jacobs, uh, not Brandon, uh, you know, he had um, uh, with Jacobs, right? But um, 
he had him in in in, in uh, Las Vegas. Now you go to Kamara. Um, it's, it'd be. I think it, I agree. I think the Saints are the logical fit. We'll see how that rolls. But he's he's probably the first domino to fall. And then you'll see a lot of movement going on with quarterbacks, and then they'll probably think, all right, well, I need to go into the draft. You know what I mean? I need to get my guy from the draft. Good. No, no, no. I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. I, I thought you, when you paused, I thought you were going to talk. I, I stopped talking. I, no, go. No, okay, the, the, other, the other team that I've seen today would be mm-hmm. the team that you're poo-pooing because i got to watch this team every dog on Sunday, and that's the Commanders. I just read today. Mm-hmm that the commanders and Wentz are parting ways. So that job is open. They're not going to go with Heineke for the rest of his career unless they want to just do that yeah. and turn him into hot settler and that be the deal. So you can hurry up and fit mm-hmm. him in there and try to see if him and River Ron can work that out unless they're really going to go into the draft and try to pick up a mid-round, mid-first-round quarterback, which I doubt. So they can try to make mm-hmm. that happen too if, if, if Rivera could lead them there. But that, to me, Saints or, or you know, the commanders. Honestly, if I'm the Commanders, I'm I'm making a call to the Bears for that number one pick because you got some good receivers. I think their offensive line is good enough. The defense, I think you could probably make some some late round picks in, to to shore up the secondary. They need a quarterback. And to your point, Heineke is not the guy. He's a good backup. He's he's a good spot guy, but he's not gonna he's not gonna put you ahead of Hurts. Dak Prescott and even you know Daniel Jones in your own division. So I don't know why you would try to keep that guy. Honestly, I'm making a I'm making a call to the Bears if I'm the Commanders, and I'm doing anything to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. That's what I would do. I and it, 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 it only makes sense because then you have you know the cap space and you could have the flexibility. Carson Wentz shouldn't be in the league, but you know we'll see we'll see how that goes. That's what that's me. That's what I would do. But um. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where Carr goes. Um, I, I, oh, God. I, wonder, I don't know. I wanted to talk a little NBA with you, but, I mean, you know, I don't know. We've been cooking on NFL because it's, you know, NFL, you know, rules the world. So, um, listen, you know, I didn't get the chance to talk to you about the trade deadline. We were kind of talking about some moves that were kind of going down before it happened. Now the dust is settled. Um, Durant is in, in Phoenix. It's like – you know, we, it, what it was, we had our show, we had a really good chat about what was going on with Kyrie and all that stuff, and then I think a, a couple hours after our show ended, Kevin Durant ended up in Phoenix, um, and then the, those dominoes really fell. People started making a lot of deals the day out to, to respond to Kevin Durant going to Phoenix, but um, I don't know. I think he'll be ready to come back after the break. I know he's practicing with the team in, in Phoenix, but... Um, in the NBA with Kevin Durant going to Phoenix with uh, TJ Warren as well. Um, does that make them favorites in the West? If you're talking, you're on mute. I think you're on mute. Well, I sure was talking. I said top four, yes. <laughs> Best, I don't think so. Um, they lost a lot of their bench. Um, TJ Warren yeah, is a good piece yeah. to have, but they they depleted a lot of that team and um they need another guard. They Chris Paul may get tired and they they're gonna attack him and if he gets in foul trouble, Cameron Payne is not the guy. Like I seen him out of the yeah. draft in Oklahoma City, go to Chicago, go from team to team to team and really hasn't found his niche. Even in that championship run it was like 
you you kind of cringe when he went in the game and seeing things happen. They're going to have the hope that these horses stay in the game or they can actually, like, you know, manipulate how they work their, you know, their scheme of having units in and seeing if they can keep KD on the floor or taking Booker out and keep keeping Chris Paul in, like, seeing how they can work it somehow, some way. That's going to be tough, especially in the wild, wild west where I call the Eastern Conference the Wizard of Oz that just followed the Yellow Brick Road and the Dog and Western Conference is the Infinity War looking for the stones. Like, that, that's what it is right now. So, so KD's in trouble right now, worried about how he could get out of the way of the Clippers because you know Kawhi loves to play up against them. I don't know if the Lakers find their swagger because if they do, then he's going to bump it to LeBron, which I know a lot of people would love to see KD and LeBron go at it for a seven-game series. But it's just something about the Lakers. The mystique of them is bad, especially with what LeBron is set up right now. Um, Denver's looking like they aren't slowing down at all. Um, it's just tough out west. I, I just can't give them the leg up because KD's there. And plus, I hate to say this about Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant's injury prone. He, we have to see him yeah. stay upright for a full season. And, and he sticks in stones. We worried about it throughout his career. He was durable for a good portion of it. But after he broke the bone in his foot, it was like every other year, or every three years, something's happening to KD. We have to watch it now. KD's going to turn 35 this November, uh, this September. He's, he's getting older now. So this is tough. I don't want to say he's – I'm not going to say he's slowing down, but this is something like attention to detail, ten, tender, and handle with care. That's, this, that's Kevin Durant right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, injuries are going to be a problem for him. I hope he stays healthy because, I mean, he is a phenomenal player. But, um yeah, I mean the the foot, the, the bonus foot, and the, the Achilles, and all that kind of stuff. And now I think right now it's the MCL sprain or something like that. So um, I like them getting Terrence Ross in the buyout market. I think that's a good pickup. Um, that's where they're going to have to build that, rebuild that bench. Um, I agree. They gave up a lot to get Kevin Durant. Bridges was the guy that they did not want to trade when they were you know, on, in the off season when they were talking about him going to Phoenix, they did not want to trade him, and that's why the deal kind of fell apart. But um, to give him up in the deal, and then um, who else was it? Um, was it Johnson? Um, that's a lot of depth to lose on that team. So um, I do like getting – do you like getting uh, Terrence Ross in the buyout market from uh, Orlando? Interesting enough that he's – a decent like plug and apply, but I I don't think so. Like it, it can help a team here or there, but he's been passed mm-hmm. around the league. I feel like he's a journeyman at the end of the day, but I I don't know how this will work out with every team he does end up landing in. But Orlando is is a mess to no, me. Like they have a bunch of young. He's, so he's, he's a bench player that they they need him on the bench. Then that'll help fill that void on the bench that they lost some pieces. So yes, because he's a quality two or three, depending on how. Monty Williams works him, but right, if, if right. that works out, it works out. But, again, like I said, he's coming from the East where it's guard heavy coming out West where it's three, four, and five. He's got to worry about. So he's going to have to come out here and defend. So you, you got to earn your keep, like Warren G said. <laughs> uh, regulators. But, uh, listen, who, what's the pecking order in the West? Because now I think the West is really – you got a lot of good teams that made some moves and really, you know, are trying to position themselves to really, you know, combat the Durant signing and, or the trade, I mean, and what they could do. I mean, who do you think still, like, is should be the favorites out there? Um, 
Denver doesn't move. I think Denver stays stays the way that they yeah. are. Um, the Clippers, if they can play consistent, that's the one thing I'm worried about with the Clippers because they're a tough out, especially when they're playing in the Crypto.com. I don't think too many teams could deal with them if they have the crowd on their side. Um, Dallas, it, it depends on him and Kyrie and, and Luka putting it together because the other day when they both went off for like 30-plus in the same game, it's like if they can get another player or two to step up, Dallas is going to be very tough to deal with. Um, outside of that, the I'm going to say this slowly so you hear me. The Western Conference is loaded. Do you hear me? The Western <laughs> Conference is loaded. The Lakers are struggling because there's nobody giving up on the Lakers. LeBron has a record-breaking season right now, and nobody gives a crap on LeBron James break a green record. They're like, what? Punish them. Beat them. Like, like I feel like um, I feel like LeBron is Apollo Creed throwing jabs and getting that one-two. I want to, one two. And the weather conference says, no. And then poof. Poof. You get punched in the corner. Poof. Poof. It's like, yo, they doing that to LeBron. Yo, don't just, yo, yeah. yo, throw the jabs out. He's hooking. He's hooking. He's hooking. Listen, I'll give the, the Sixers credit. They're playing good basketball, but I don't see them 
on the level as the Celtics. The Celtics are deep, and the Bucks have Giannis. You know what I mean? So um, Brooklyn, they're in the, the five seed, but they're going to fall out pretty quickly. Um, you know, they they got they got a you know Dinwiddie, Mikael Bridges, and company. You know, they might be able to steal some games here and there, but I don't see them being consistent. The Knicks are playing some good basketball. I like that hard pickup. Um, I wasn't in love with it, but now watching him fit with um, Jalen Brunson, who should be an all-star, um, I like what I see. The Heat and the Hawks, they just got to get it together better than what they are. I just I don't understand. I just don't get it with those guys. But, um, I mean, in the East, right, you you agree? You think the Celtics and the Bucks are just head and shoulders about everybody? The Bucks. I give the Bucks their – they just do the Celtics. I don't believe. I feel like um, really? you can figure them out, especially the way that they lost last year. Oh, really? I I'm in love with a basketball team named the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're a young gun team. They beat the Celtics by 40 points at full strength. I'm not buying that at all. Okay. And I get it. It's, it's mid it's mid regular season, so on and so forth. They lost by 40 to mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. I, I'm not buying it. And especially the way that they did lose that series last year where Tatum was settling for jump shots, whether it was up against Wiggins, who knows his game because they work out together in the summer, or Steph Curry switching to him, and he wasn't trying to take advantage of the switch, and you have the mismatch. So they have to prove to me that they can do it again, especially with their coach gone and having to go to war with the coach that's in his, you know, I really want to say interim season, but this is his first season right now coaching. So I'm not buying it. They do still have interesting pieces there on the Celtics. The Bucks are the team to beat right now, to me. To me, otherwise, there are teams that you have to worry about. Philly is definitely a, a tough out, so on and so forth. But right now, Milwaukee's the only one I would not want to play. I, I don't want to play the Bucks, especially if, if Giannis is healthy. No, I'm not buying it. Yeah, not in a seven-game series. That's a tough beat. That's a tough team to face right now. Um, they're gonna get. They're gonna. I think they got. I forget who they got out of the buy the buyout market. Um, I have to look that up. It was somebody that that was a pretty good uh, piece to add. But, you know, once they get Middleton back, they're going to be just fine. And, and, and as soon as I speak, right, Mikel Bridges had a career game, uh, career-high 45 points, and the Nets beat the Heat. The Nets, you know what I mean, with Jock Vaughn as the coach, and they got pieces that aren't too big. You know, the distractions are all gone. Uh, didn't, like I said, Dinwiddie's there. Cam, you know, Cam Johnson, you know, I like I I think I I think they're gonna fall back. I think they'll be a play in team at worst, to be honest with you. But more at best. I think a play in team at best. I don't think they're gonna get uh the their stay at a five seed. But I think if they, they do it right, I think the pieces they have there, they have too many small forwards, but I think they can be dangerous. I, I, I think I think Brooklyn with all the distractions out of there, I think they can be dangerous, so We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting this last, uh, you know, month of the month. Well, up until the All Star break, um, I think to, tomorrow's the, is it to, tomorrow the last set of games until the All Star break. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, it could be. I know today was the last game for the Thunder. The Thunder played their last game today, so yeah. It so there's three tomorrow. games tomorrow. Yeah, there's three games tomorrow. A t- couple on TNT, um, and then we hit the All Star break. Um, I can't follow the All Star. Yeah, it's just too much for me picking teams the day of. Uh, I can't do it. But um, it's going to be interesting after the break. Um, it's a fun time, TP. You know, NFL takes a little bit of a backseat until free agency starts. But 
basketball starts to ramp up, especially in college with the, you know, March Madness, conference tournaments in the March Madness, uh, then the NBA really gets into their stretch run after uh, the All-Star break. So it's going to be fun. And like you said, baseball starting up soon, pitchers and catchers reporting, um, you know, too early to call who, who's doing what out there. But, you know, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. Um, always a good time of year. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen, almost ready to, 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 to call it. Um, good show as always, TP. Love going back and forth with you. Uh, you bring good dishes as always. Um, listen, get to the website, <clears throat> excuse me, get to the website, uh, sportscitychefs.com. Um, shout out to our sponsor, PHI Apparel. Get to their website, phiapparel.co. Get to their website, use the promo code CHEF, get 15% off that order. Uh, we're getting more sponsors in the building. I, I'm, I'm working on a few things for us, TP. Get but, um, listen, uh, always a pleasure, man. Uh, it's nothing more else to say, man. You know what to do, TP. Get us out of here, man. Shout out to you. SportsCityChefs.com. Check out the website, the interviews, the blogs, the chefs. We got stuff rolling on throughout the week. We got Chandler and, and Mike going at it as well. The bunch will be back Sunday. We are trying to get that crossover cafe moving to Y'all just stay tuned to everything that we got. We are so focused for you. Pitches and catches coming up soon. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh.